Hello there, Fakai Forum listeners. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to share a great new free resource that I have created for you. Well, for you and for everyone that follows me and everyone I know and interact with that is set up to help you through the challenging holiday season. It is not always the easiest time to stay on point with your nutrition and your activity and your goals and all of those things during this season. So I have created Gourmet's Holiday Hangout. It is a Discord server that you can join through the link in the show notes, completely free, and it is a growing community of people who just want to be able to support each other and have that daily accountability. You can share your goals. You can share what you're working on. You can also talk about the challenges you're facing as we move through this holiday season. So check that out if you are interested. It is in the show notes. You know, that's where all the links are, all the ways you can support the show. But this is a new one that I want to make sure you check out if you are interested in getting just a little boost of holiday support. It's there for you to use as you need. There's no requirements on you have to do X, Y, and Z every day. It's just there for you to participate, get to know some people, and find those extra levels of accountability you need as we move through the end of the year. So I'm excited to let you know about that. And now on to the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and here we are again together. Glad to have you listening, whether you're on your commute to work, you're just waking up and listening, you're doing listening to us during a workout, whatever you're listening, on a break, whenever. I'm just glad that you're here and ready to bring another gentleman to your attention. With me today, I have John Tyler. John, how you doing? Doing great, Gormy. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad we're getting to talk. And I I feel like I said this a lot lately, but we had some tech difficulties getting getting things together. But I'm glad we're here and we can hear each other and we're good to go. So let's not waste this opportunity. Let's get right to it, man. Tell us what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum. Well, Gormy, I've listened to a lot of your episodes in the past, and a lot of the guys on the episodes start out by saying they were grew up as a big kid, or they were big when they were born, or big through their early years, but that wasn't my case, actually. When I was born, I was an average weight uh, baby, and I, as I grew up uh, through my adolescent years, I was actually really, really thin. Uh, I've had pictures, look back on pictures, I'm completely skinny, everything of that nature. I didn't really start gaining weight myself until it was probably junior high, right before high school. Um, I started out by just eating junk food a lot. Um, I grew up with a single mom, so a lot of times the food sources were the cheap meals like dollar burgers or footlongs at Subway, things like that. So we react and we'd eat a lot of that kind of stuff, uh, pizzas, different things of that nature. And I started progressively getting bigger from there. Um, so when I first moved to Arizona, um, we moved because my mom was having issues with my father. And I actually didn't talk to him for some years. And this is right around the high school, uh, right at the entrance of high school. And uh, my mom actually got him on the phone and I was talking to him. And it, I haven't talked to this guy in probably... 15 years at this point. And the first thing he says to me when I, he, when I talked on the phone, he says, I heard you got fat. And that, that right there just totally just like rocked my world. Yeah. I, I was, I was devastated at that. Like I haven't talked to you in 15 years and this is the first thing you say to me. So that kind of uh, started me on a, a worse path. I was feeling really bad about myself and things like that. So I would continue to eat food um, consistently sneak food at night, uh, hide food under my bed, uh, Oreos, things like that, smash a whole, whole, uh, package Oreos was no big thing for me. Well, isn't it, isn't it funny how when someone says something like that to, especially t- to us when we're younger, 
it doesn't have the desired effect that they apparently were hoping for. Right, exactly. And uh, and, and a lot of times throughout my life, multiple people call me fat. Never ever made me want to be like, oh, yeah, I am fat. Maybe I should do something. Um, it, just, just, it just made me upset, you know. So I would continue to eat and progress and get bigger. Um, and when I was about 18, I was right around 280 pounds at that point. Um and even my food addiction got so bad. Uh, my mom, she I, she went to the store and I asked her to get me some Doritos and I asked for Cool Ranch Doritos. And when she came home, she had uh, just regular like nacho Doritos. And I was upset about that. I was like, hey, I asked for Cool Ranch. And my sister actually was like, well, maybe you should get a job and get your own stuff and start arguing with me. And I actually, we got an altercation just over that food. I'm like, who does that? Who gets so crazy and upset over food that they actually have an altercation with a family member? So I, it was really bad at that point. Um, so I went to high school. As in the high school, I still continued to eat like junk, um, things of that in nature, continue to eat burritos, all kinds of stuff. I started doing like food challenges, my friends. So it was no big deal to go to like a buffet and say, hey, I'm going to eat like eight plates of food today, guys. And just them just cheering me on while I do it. I went through and ate 50 wings. I just ordered 50 wings with my buddies and just go ahead and smash 50 wings. Um, all kinds of food challenges. If there was a five-pound burrito challenge somewhere, I was going for it. So I was continuing to progress uh, to get bigger and bigger. Um, my max weight where I, where, where I topped out at before I started my weight loss journey, I actually got up to 480 pounds. Um, and I found that out uh, by going to the doctor. Um, I ended up having to go to the doctor about 10 years ago. I got pneumonia really, really bad. And it, uh, I continued to work. And I was leaving work one day and almost fell over right in the parking lot. Uh, from there, I went to the hospital and they checked me out. And they said, you got real bad pneumonia. And the guy also came out and said, you have CHF, which I had no clue what that was. Um, I was like, what is CHF? Um, they were like, well, a doctor will come see you. Um, a couple hours later, doctor came and saw me and told me that I had congestional heart failure on top of the pneumonia. Um, so that was really scary. I was, I was pretty young at that point. I was in my just early thirties, uh, hearing that I have a heart condition was really devastating. Um, I, it was told to go on a low sodium diet. Uh, and as you know, most foods, it's very hard to really find so items that don't have sodium in it especially the foods that you want to eat, right? So um, so I, I started uh, trying to lose weight at that point because they told me, my doctor was like, hey, if you continue the way you're going, uh, you're, you're going to pass away from this and you're super young. And I, and, I, and, and, and that kind of shook my world for uh, a lot there. Yeah. Can um, I ask a question? I, I, Can I ask a question before yeah. you move into that? Because like, I, sure. I feel like there's some, there's some good stuff there coming up. Now, getting up to 480, like, had you tried before to lose weight at all or – was it more like, were you just more in that place where one, you know, food was such a big place in your life that, you know, moving away from it was just something that never, never really became a solid thought or, you know, was it still in that place of, yeah, this is who I am, but this is who I am. You know, where, where, right. where were you at? For, for me, I wasn't really thinking about it too much, to be honest with you. I was okay with myself. I was the big, funny, fat guy. Um, I never had problems, like, meeting girls or dating girls or uh, having friends or anything like that. I was a guy that people liked to be around. I was the life of the party. I was I was the guy that you invited to the party. Like, oh, John ain't going. I'm not going to that party. Like, it was, like, that serious with that. 
but never really thought about it too much. Um, you know, I was teased in high school by a few guys, um, once in a while would, you know, make fun of me and, and talk uh, trash about me, about being overweight. Um, but it still didn't want to make me want to like make a change. I was comfortable in the skin I was in at that point, And I was just, I was okay. Just, just, just being a big guy. So never really was a, a thought of it. It was really towards when I got the, the diagnosis of the heart failures when I said, Hey, you know what? I might want to do something here. Um, and I did, I, I, what I did as I started out by walking, I walked around my neighborhood at night and things like that, try to get some extra exercise. I ended up losing about 60 pounds just doing that, just moving my body more around the neighborhood. Um, and trying to eat better. And I was trying to eat healthier, obviously low sodium, those kind of things. But after a while, it just, even that just reverted me right back to where I was. And I was still back to eating food again and eating the wrong things. Um, so I continued that trend for a while, saw my doctor, he was happy about the weight loss, but then as I progressively started gaining the weight back, he was concerned. Um, and he was, he was telling me, Hey man, you, you, you really gotta lock this down. You can't just go off the rails and stuff. And it was really hard for me. Um, and then at one point I was just like, I was thinking in my mind, like, you know, like, I, I don't think I could ever change the way I am. And I'm probably just going to end up dying. When I was, when I was around that age, I used to always think, well, I know I'm going to die from a heart attack. Like I already knew it was, that was inevitable for me. Uh, that was going to happen. That's how I was going to go. Um, and, and I was prepared for something like that to happen. Um, even, you know, so I, I just continuously just kept continuing to just go down the, ba the bad road. Um, and then there was a, how I started to initially decide to go into the weight loss was, uh, there was a guy at my work and I actually, I worked for Walmart and there was an associate that works for me and he was, he was, he was a big guy and he started losing a ton of weight. And I was like, Hey, you know, his name is Steve. I said, Steve, man what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, my wife is on this program. It's called Octavia, which you should try it out, man. It really works for us. You know, you could lose a lot of weight doing these kind of things. Um, and I asked him how much it was and it was quite costly. It was going to cost about $400 a month. And I was like, man, I don't know if I can afford something like that. You know, I got a house, I got my car, I got things I got to pay for my bills, uh, things of that. So nature. So, I, I just continued to just keep an eye on him, kind of see what, what it was looking like. And he, he just kept dropping the weight and he was looking really good. So eventually I talked to my wife and I was like, Hey, we got a, there's a opportunity because my wife's also not a small woman. So I said, there's an opportunity. Both of us can go on this, this Octavia thing and we could try it out and we can see if it works. We could try it for a couple of months. This, we could try to afford it. We'll work it out. We'll, we'll cut back on some things. Um, and we, and we did, so we tried it out. I did it for three months and I lost 80 pounds and it, it came off pretty quickly for me. Um, and it was working really well, but like I told you, the cost was just too much. I was like, I cannot foresee continuing to pay this amount of money every single month, even though it's results are showing, I just can't afford to continue to do this. So I had to stop doing that. And what I started doing is I started going online and just looking on things. I joined a Facebook group called Real Food. And there was a lady that kind of was like showing there were people that came off Octavia that decided to do it themselves. And she was showing like certain foods that you can eat, uh, different little recipes and things of that nature, like, you know, uh, zoodles and, and ground uh, turkey, just, just different little meals and things of like that. 
So I decided to start doing that and to continue on. And it still, it just kept working for me. Um, so I was able to start dropping weight. I dropped a hundred to a hundred pounds loss. I was feeling really good. Um, you know, it, it was, it was, it was amazing. So I just continued to do that. I also when it decided at that point, once I was down to about 380, that I was going to try to join the gym. So I went to local gym, uh, EOS down the road. Um, I, I signed up. I got a, a membership through work, so it's, it's pretty cheap for me. And uh, they asked if I'd like a trainer. And I thought about it. I haven't worked out in the gym since I was junior high. I used to work out with my buddy once in a while. So I was like, you know what? A trainer might be good to, to get to be able to learn how to use the machines properly so I don't hurt myself, those kind of things. And I got a trainer. His name is Dawson. He's a young guy. He's really, really young. Uh, but he's, he's, he's very motivated, uh, motivates me a lot. He, he, he keeps me engaged. He, he pushes me. The first day I was with him, he's like, we're going to run. And I was like, bro, I haven't ran since probably even since the elementary school. He's like, no, we're running, man. You're going to run around this building. And, uh, and I almost died. I literally got to the door where at the end of the run and I thought I was going to just sit there and have a heart attack, to be honest with you. Um, but he wanted to see where my limits were. Um, and then he, he progressively, you know, uh, kept in touch with me, kept me going. Uh, we set days I'm supposed to go see him, those kind of things. We set smart goals. My smart goal with him was to try to get to the gym, uh, three times a week is what I committed to. And, uh, to be honest with you, it, that's not necessarily what happens in my work environment. Uh, I'm a store manager where I work. So like I'm constantly having to work or go into work or take care of situations. So I, the gym is not necessarily like the number one priority for me. Um, but I always have a session with him every week and I always make my session. So that day is the day that he, he pushes in and he gets me going and keeps me moving. And, and he, uh, you know, we talk about my, my, what I'm eating and if I'm eating the right things, those kind of things. So, and that really helps me. And I look forward to it on the days that I get to see him. Um, and, and we're going to continue to push it, but lately, recently I've been trying to get there to the gym more. So I'm trying to continue to push a smart goal to keep me going at least two to three times a week, if possible. Uh, just with my busy work schedule, it gets, it gets hard. I, but I also realized that too, that could sound like I make any excuses and I really probably just got to figure out uh, what I got to do, uh, to make it around because there's always something I could get up a little bit earlier, you know, or try to go later at night. Those are the situations I'm working on now to try to figure out so I can continue to keep pushing. And I want to jump in for a second. Cause you said something a couple of times that people at home might not have, might not be familiar with, and that's what a smart goal sure. is. You know, and yeah. a, a smart goal is it basically it's a model. People can Google it and get all the full details. And I encourage people to, especially if they're trying to set goals. It's a great, it started in the business world and it's really great, you know, to apply it in your real life. But at the end of the day, it's like having those goals be something that's measurable, you know, and specific. Yep. So yep. you're not just, it's like when someone says like their goal, you know, like if your goal was to go to the gym more, that's, what does that mean? You know? You, you walk in for two minutes and that could be more if it's on a day that you're right. not going like the idea of saying, you know, three times or one, even one time to start, like being able to say that was the goal. And I hit the goal. Like you're, it's measurable. It's achievable. You know, all of those things like yep. those are, so it's a good, it's a good frame of reference for people like it. So it's anyone out there who's struggling with setting goals, Google the smart goals model. Like it's a, it's a helpful starting place. 
Yeah, I, I didn't mean I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I felt like it was important yeah. to share that with you. No, you're fine. I agree. I use it in all kinds of different aspects, especially with my career and my and my role and with my associates. So we would try to set those goals to make it better, and it does help. And if you can lock yourself down to it, it will get you on the right track, I believe. So, um, so anyway, working with the gym, um, you know, training with him. At, when I don't do it, uh, like I said, if I don't go to the gym, I do have some weights at home. So I do curling and I'll do, you know, some hammer curls, different stuff like that while I'm watching TV or something before bed, uh, those kind of things. Just try to still keep my body moving. At work, I always set a goal to make 10,000 steps a day. If I don't, I'll, I'll just continue to walk around until I get it. But I, I try to make sure that I'm always moving my body to try to get myself to uh, the healthier position where I'm at. Um, so, and like, I'm just, I'm not necessarily like my diet is a little bit different. Like, it's, I don't know what, what would be technically classified. It. Um, I do prioritize protein uh, mostly uh, over everything. And then uh, usually it's my, it's protein and then it's some kind of source of a vegetable broccoli you know squash things like that i like to eat um ground turkey um you know just just a lot of those kind of easy quick meals um and and i try to keep it a variety so i'm not eating the same thing i do eat a lot of chicken but i, I try not to always just eat the same kind of chicken uh tuna tuna fish has been a game changer for me uh, i like to start my days out with tuna fish and and i use a uh carb counter tortilla, make a little burrito with that and kind of roll that on the way to work. Um, and I'll, I'll utilize protein bars once in a while to kind of just maintain uh, throughout the day. Um, but I, I've set myself goals of where I want to be on my calorie uh, deficit. Um, so around, I try to eat about 2,200 uh, 2, calories a day and then just find out really focus on protein try to get like 180 grams if possible up to 200 grams of protein um, and i utilize uh protein shakes also to help get me there if i'm falling behind throughout the day uh, but that that's kind of like where it is um where the diet is and then that's that's how i focus on it um, i still go out once in a while and enjoy uh time with my family and things like that to, at restaurants but i try to make very smart decisions when i go um you know and i look at the menu ahead of time just to see if it's something there's going to be there for me um to be able to eat there and it's it's it's, it's great because now like i can go to any restaurant um, when i was bigger uh, one of the issues was that you know, you, you would worry about the seating arrangements and things like that. I've heard it on the podcast, even yourself, you've talked about it. It's just that, you know, you Google an image to see what the seats look like. If it's just, if it's all, you know, and every time we go to a restaurant with friends, you know, they'd want to go to a booth and then I'd be like, Hey, can we get a table? Because it was just more comfortable for me to be in. You know, same thing with like concerts. Like I wouldn't go to concerts uh, that had seating. I'd only go to standing concerts if, if they were available uh, because I just wouldn't fit in the seats. Um, and then even with like rides or things like that, I go to Disneyland once in a while uh, every year with my family. And I would like my kids or you want to go on the roller coasters or different rides. And I'd always make excuse like, well, you know, I'm scared of these things or I'm not, you know, it's not for me or something like that just because I didn't want to be embarrassed. Uh, I was at Disneyland. There's a, there's a ride. I know you're familiar with Disneyland. There's a ride. At, I'm not sure what it's called. It's, it's, it's a lazy river ride or something like that. You get in like a tube and you go down the river. 
uh, kind of thing. I got in that uh, a couple years back, and I sat in it, and I couldn't get the harness to close. And the guy was like, suck it in, suck it in, you know? And I was like, uh, I, I got to get off here. And it was really embarrassing. It was like a full, it was my family, and then it was a full of other strangers. So that was really embarrassing. So that was something that I was just like, man, I just that that's just terrible, you know. So it made me feel real bad about myself. And you're sitting there standing from the sidelines where your family's having a great time, and you're watching it, and you're just you you can't do anything about it, you know. Um, in other instances, like Comic Con, we went to Comic Con, and there was like stairs to get to the second floor. As I'm going up the stairs, like I have to stop midway. When I got to the top stairs, I thought I was going to die. I literally couldn't breathe, you know, things like that. So there's just a lot of different things, like being a big guy, that people don't realize um, how tough it is out there. You know, uh, if you weren't big uh, up to like close to the 500s and things like that, life life is very hard. You know, put on socks, uh, your shoes. You know, um, even clipping your toenails. That mm-hmm. was a, that, that was that was a big deal, right? I had my wife help me out with those a lot of times. You know. Um, so like, so with the weight loss change and everything, like my, my quality of life and everything is so, it's, it's improved so much. I mean, now I'm going to, uh, concerts. Uh, I don't even care. Just like buy my ticket. I already know it. I'm going to fit in the seat, uh, with my work. Uh, we have to travel every year to go to different meetings, a holiday meeting and a, and a beginning meeting. And I was afraid, uh, to get on a plane, uh, when I was big, um, and, and that was right before, right on I started my journey. So when I got down to the first hundred pounds, it was the first time I had to be on the plane and I was worried about it. I actually went on Amazon and I bought a, uh, a seatbelt extender cause I, I, I Googled the airlines and I was like, this should fit for this airline. So I went to go sit in the seat and I didn't want to ask someone for the for a seatbelt extender because I, I knew that'd be embarrassing and I'm around all my peers and I'm like, yo, I don't want them hearing me say that. So I brought it with me in my pocket and I, I went to connect it and it didn't work. It actually, it didn't fit. It was the wrong one, I guess. So I went ahead and I, I was just bracing like, please, please, please. And I clicked it and it fit. And it was like the, it was a, a huge victory for me. Like I literally almost cried on the plane because I, I couldn't believe that I actually was able to fit in the plane at that point. And then as I progressed, I, I haven't worried anymore. I'm just like, you know, planes, no problem now. So that, that was a big win for me. Um, well, let's tell people that is, where are where are you at now too? Because we haven't talked about where you're at. Oh time. yeah, yeah. So currently, right now, I, I'm down to 277. I fluctuate. I fluctuate between 277 and 280 uh, offhand or whatever. Uh, my goal right weight right now is to get down to 250. Um, I'm six foot one, so uh, I feel that 250, I will look, I will look pretty good. I know a lot of guys want to get down to 200, the magical number, 199, or anything like that. That's not necessarily the focus. My my original focus was to get down to uh, 278, which would have been 200-pound loss. And then I I went down and got to 277. I was was happy with that. Um, And and I feel I look good, uh, pretty good the way I look now. But then I went ahead and decided that I'm just going to continue to stretch my goal and go down to 250. When I get to 250, if I if I feel that I'm comfortable there, I'll try, I'll definitely work to maintain. But I feel that you know um, I might want to try to go more. So who knows? Uh, I'll have to see when I get there. I'm not too far away from it, um, you know, and I'm pretty excited about it. 
Um, and, and I, 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 I just dead set on what I want to get done. So it's, it's a big focus in me, uh, and drive to make it to that level. And even getting to 277 was amazing. And I did, I did that in just a little over a year. It was probably about 13 months that I lost the 200 pounds. Um, so that was tremendous. I know the weight, uh, when you're bigger comes off very quick, right? So if you start doing more, working out more, eating healthier, if you're that size, it, it will, it will drop pretty quickly. Um, now I'm at the point that it's, it's, it's being a little bit more stubborn, uh, to come off. Um, you know, so, so I, I, I was getting very upset with it and, uh, you know, get on the scale and I, I started to avoid going on the scale. Like I used to get on it daily now. And then, and that was just stressful. It was too stressful to be doing that. Cause it would go up and down water weight. If you had some salty, some like that. So now I, I focus on it, uh, bi-weekly. So every two weeks on a, on a Monday uh, before work, after I get from bed, I, I go ahead and I'll do the, um, I'll go ahead and do that. And, uh, that's kind of just been my practice on it. And if I go up a couple pounds, I know it's just probably water weight or something of that nature. I'm not trying to let that affect me like it did when I initially started losing my weight. Um, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to be okay with it. You know, if I go up a pound or two or whatever, be okay with that and not let it get me down. The one thing I do suffer with right now, though, is a little bit of, I do have some body dysmorphia. I don't really like the way my body looks uh, and when I look in the mirror. Um, you know, I got big arm flaps and, and my chest is hangy and my back is, is pretty uh, loose back there. Um, but that was kind of my goal is to continue to lift some weights, kind of fill in some of that with muscle. Um, but I do have a kind of a plan, uh, set aside to possibly go ahead and, and, and fix that. Once I get to the point that I, I want to be at, um, I did a challenge, uh, through work. There's a, and a lot of people can do it. Actually, uh, some of the listeners can do it too. I don't think it has to do through your work, but it's called thrive. And then basically what it is, is a thrive challenge It's 21 days and you, it's an app and you pick uh, goals. Like I'm going to switch one sugary beverage, uh, for water today, or I'm going to walk 10,000 steps or whatever. And then, and you hold yourself accountable to those. And I have five or six goals I use every day and I, and I make sure I, I hit my goals. And then at the end of that challenge, you get to write your story and send a picture and kind of tell how it worked for you. And I did that. And I actually won, uh, the grand champion winner for that, uh, last month. And it was a $10,000 prize uh, that I got for that. So I actually have that money saved aside in my bank and my savings. And, and I think that eventually when I get to my goal weight and where I'm at, I might try to start looking to see if I can get some like skin surgery removal on maybe my arms or some of the areas that are my, the, the, the areas that drive me the worst, uh, the, you know, insane, the worst, um, to try to get it to where I need to be. But I'm still scary about that. Uh, scared about that. I hear a lot of people, um, talk about it on you know this show or different podcasts or youtube and things like that it does seem like it's very painful and things like that so i'm not i'm not 100 locked in on it but i do have that set aside that thinking that that might be something i want to do well congratulations on your win in that contest that's awesome man and i think you're, you're something you're hitting on as you're talking about all of it I, even in talking about like your weight loss goals that i think is important for people to hear is understanding that this is a this is a lifelong journey and it's not a race. So hitting a point where, you know, you're 200 pounds down, 
and it, things are moving slow, focusing on other, on other factors and then push, you know, saying you want to push again is completely okay. I think sometimes people get wrapped up in this idea that they know, you know, I'm 480 pounds, I want to be 250 pounds, or I want to be 200 pounds. So I have to lose that, you know, I have to lose 280 pounds consistently to get to that point. And if I'm not doing that, I'm failing. And when instead it's realizing like taking breaks to maintain is probably one of the healthiest things we can do on a long-term weight loss journey. You know, one from the mental, from the mental place, but also to give your, because weight loss is stress on our bodies. So giving your body some time to adjust, you know, and when it comes to lose skin, you know, and, and of course there's everyone out, there's probably people out there screaming like, well, when you lose weight faster, you know, that's why you get loose skin. And it's like, well, that's got nothing to do with it at the end of the day. Like it's not rate of weight loss, it's genetics. And it's how stretched your skin was and where you carried the weight and all of those pieces. So the skins, especially anyone who's losing 200 pounds is going to have loose skin, regardless of what they do along the way. If they get into a, they get into a vat of, of coconut oil every night to soak their body, you know, you put on stretch mark creams, whatever you do, all of that, you're still going to have loose skin, you know, losing that much weight. So it is something to think about. Can you live with it or not? And I think one of the biggest things, and I've said this on the show many times, I think, was a discussion I had with a surgeon that's a skin removal once where they said, ideally they want to work with clients that have kept their weight off for at least a year, if not two years before they go into surgery. And I see people hitting weight loss goals and getting surgery, you know, a month later, a lot online. And then you see people having some severe complications from that because really they haven't even learned how to maintain their weight loss yet. And they're going in for surgery to change the skin. So they put on some weight. It affects the look of your body. Like understanding that your body can do some, your body can, and it's not like your body is going to get rid of all that loose skin, but really it's like a year out from stopping weight loss that your body has done all it can to, you know, catabolize the skin and, and, and tighten as much as it's going to like, so it's okay. Even if we make the decision to have the skin removal, to say, I want to, I want to show myself that I can stay where I'm at for a while. So I know that I'm making the right decision when it comes to this process. Cause like you said, it is a surgery. It's a very, and it's a very, you know, invasive surgery in a lot of ways. Like it's cutting the, cutting the, the fascia underneath your skin and pulling your skin up. Like there's a lot of, there's pain and stress and all of these things involved. So making a, an informed decision, I just think is really important. Like you're talking about, like, understanding that you want it to be the right thing for you. And also, you're also smart to have that that eye to, this is not cheap. Most insurances don't cover it unless there's a medical issue being caused by the loose skin. So having, knowing, you know, paying attention to resources and what it might cost and all of those things is really important too. Yes, sir. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's not something you probably definitely want to rush into. It's something that you want to maintain, see if you're going to maintain, you know, uh, you know, you know, so a lot of people lose weight and then they revert back to that old selves pretty quickly. Um, I mean, you, you even yourself have had that situation, you know, and then and now you've, you've fought yourself back again. So when we, when we've uh, become this back big or whatever, it's hard to, um, you know, try to, it's always a battle, right? So every single day is a battle. I mean, I go to work and I see cupcakes and I'm like, man, those cupcakes look really good. But it's just that having that mind control to just sit there and fight against it. And it is tough. It is tough. It is really hard sometimes, uh, to do that. And, uh, it's just trying to stay strong. So I, I definitely think just like you said, uh, you would want to wait until you've maintained it, maybe even a couple years just to say like, Hey, I, I know what I'm doing now. And I, and I feel I can continue this, uh, 
this 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 uh, maintaining uh, before you rush into something because it would be terrible to pay all that money to do skin surgery and then just bloom back up and then just a waste, you know. So and the surgery's like not people, going anywhere. You know, it's not right. It, there's no there's no timer that starts once you hit goal weight that says if you don't do this within six months you've missed your opportunity to do it. Like, that's just not the way the world works. I'm curious. So I do want to dive into what you're starting to talk about. Like, sure. because one of the things like you, you know, went into in the beginning that I related to a lot was single mother and access to food that wasn't the highest quality, but then also developing those habits of, of sneak eating and eating on your own and, and, and those things. And those are habits that carry over, you know, as we grow and we're in situations, you know, we're not in the same. And I was talking with someone about this earlier this week, like, Sometimes the habits we build out of out of life's traumas become habits and they're not about the trauma anymore. You know, they're not about the situation that created them, but they become ingrained habits. Like, so looking at your relationship with food, getting to 480 pounds, like what, how do you define your relationship with food now? Like what are, what are the things that are going really well? And what are the things that still are challenging for you? All right. Well, I mean, my relationship with food, but now, um, like I said, it still, it still can be a struggle at times. Uh, there's still food that I, I really enjoy. Um, but what I, if I am interested in doing that, cause I'm a big pizza guy, I, I probably, uh, you know, given pizza hut half my life, uh, life, my, all my money, half my life's money, you know, uh, that nature. But if I do that, I try to make smart goals, uh, choices with that when it comes to, uh, doing that. So I'll, I'll make my own pizza at home with lavish bread, things of that. Uh, I'll still try to mimic some of the foods that I really enjoy, but try to do it in a healthier way. And I feel very, very uh, happy with that. I, I, when I eat it, I feel, Hey, this is, this, this is good. This is a great substitution. It's like uh, half the calories that I would normally eat, uh, if I was to eat at uh, pizza hut or somewhere like that. And it's a lot better for me. Um, you know, and, and, like I've also I noticed too is as I transition to eat some of these more healthier options and foods um, that I didn't really like a lot of these foods uh, growing up and now I, I love them you know um, and it, it kind of changed like how how things were especially when I got off sugar because I try to avoid sugar as much as possible um, things that I would think that would taste bad um, in the past that were sugar-free or something like that taste phenomenal to me. Like I, some of them, I can't even tell a difference, to be honest with you. Um, and that, that, that's really good too. And that helps, helps keep me there. I look at different options. Like I loved ice cream and things like that, but I also, I bought a Ninja Creamy. It's a, it's an amazing machine. Uh, and you can make your own ice cream from it. I use almond milk and, and some protein powder. And it's probably like maybe a pint is probably, I don't know, less than 200 calories, depending on what proteins you use. And then you, you freeze it and you put it in the machine and bam, uh, then you got a pint of ice cream to eat. So I'll eat that over a couple of days at night for my late night snack. And I don't feel any guilt about doing that. You know, um, but it used to be like, you know, Ben and Jerry's, you eat a whole pint of that and easily and, and snack on some other things as well. But I, I've just, I just looked at what did I really like? And then what are some ways I could change those, those things to make them healthier and a better option. And then that's, and that really has been a focus for me. So that way I don't feel like I'm just, I'm right. I'm just like voiding uh, key, key things or whatever. Like if I want a burger, I'll still eat a burger, but I, I use lettuce and for the bun and different things like that. So I, I just try to still 
keep some of those key things that I do enjoy or whatever. So I don't feel that, that I'm holding it for myself or feel that I need to go cheat or run into a Burger King late night and just smash a couple Whoppers. Um, that there's just, there's just ways to keep maintain and keep it going to make it feel like, Hey, you're not limiting yourself. You still can have things. It's just, you just do it a different way. Oh, for sure. It's like that idea that you have to, cause we also, when we look at our eating history, it, it, as much as we can say, Oh, I used to love this and I used to love that. You know, there was a lot of mindless eating going on, you know, quantities were, you know, were never something where it's like, oh, I have to eat, you know, I'm so excited to eat this much, like maybe at times, but like, it, in a lot of ways, like the the food memories we have of things are about flavor, texture, you know, those sorts of things. And when you figure out that you can replicate those items in ways that one, you know, fit the, eat, the way of eating you're following right now, and two, don't leave you feeling you know, don't give you a food hangover or give you that, you know, that you then have to chase more food to, to feel like you're alive again, you know, on that continuous cycle, you know, of just keeping the food going so that you never kind of come down from it. Like finding ways to do that, I think is really important, you know, and, and I have to give you some credit. I spent three hours in a Walmart this morning and, you know, there is way more, there's way more like temptation in a Walmart than I, I it's been a while since I've been in one. Like, there was right. way more temptation in there than I even remembered. Like just you bump oh, into yeah. it everywhere you turn around. Like, yeah, um, absolutely. So absolutely. like finding ways for yourself to navigate those things, I think is important. And, and it, you know, this is where everyone, you know, I'm, I'm Gourmet goes keto online and the, it's the, the people that are going to say, just, you know, have one of the candy instead of, you know, a bag of candy. Like it's also realizing like your taste buds change when you eliminate a lot of that hyper sweet stuff. Like you're saying, like you start to, to find sweetness in things that you didn't think it was there before. Like for me, my biggest awareness point with, with that sort of thing was um, bell peppers and blackberries, because I just remember as a kid, blackberries were just sour. And so, cause my grandparents had blackberry bushes and we could pick as many as we wanted. And I was always excited that I was going to have this like sweet fruit, and it never, it never was that exciting. It never, you know, it was never that, it was because I had just come off of eating, can't, you know, I was in a household where we had dessert with every meal. So where's the, the natural sweetness and those berries going to, you know, have an impact when I just had a, a piece of cake with breakfast. Like, but now if I sit down to, you know, sit down, I'll be like, oh, I'm having some berries and yogurt or berries alone. And people are like, oh, I don't like blackberries. They're so sour. I'm like, they taste really sweet when you're just not hammering sugar all the time. You know, vegetables have a natural sweetness to them when you're not hammering sugar all the time. It can be, it can be kind of incredible when you start to realize like the flavor that there's to things. Like even when I try to convince people that chicken actually has a flavor, because people are so used to chicken being bland, and you know that's all they think is that it's just like this this blank void that you add flavor into. And I'm like, no, if you get get some good chicken and cook it right, it can taste really, you know, a little salt and pepper, and it tastes really good. Like, yeah, you know, you find you find those flavors and you find those things that work for you, and it's good to hear you navigating that, especially knowing like you started from that place of using a, a, a set specific program and then, you know, made that decision. Like I can't keep up, you know, the finances for that. Let me find what I need to do to, to not, because I think a lot of people can relate to having hit that, that hit that wall with something and then just give up. You know, I can't afford this anymore. That's a great excuse to give up. Like I can't afford to do that. I got to go back to what I was doing before instead of doing what you did, which is saying, I still have goals. You know, there's still things here that I want to do. I have to find a way to navigate it. Yeah. And, and I think you've done a great job doing that. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And, and like, it's just, it's crazy that like, uh, 
everything that's out there available um, that I didn't even know about, you know, um, I, I never even thought of like this. The, one of the greatest things I found is cauliflower rice. I love that stuff. Uh, I never even thought about that ever uh, in the past. And then I tried it and as a rice substitute because I, I like rice. And I started trying that out, and it, it, it's phenomenal. I, I'd be honest with you, sometimes I can't even really tell the difference, you know. And I like that, that there's all kinds of different uh, things out there, like Miracle Noodles and different stuff like that. You can still have spaghetti, you know, you just do it a different way. But um, once you stop having all that sugar and, and you, you kind of change, like, what you're eating, all this stuff is just pretty similar to what it is, so... You can you can still have what you want, but you just gotta. There's just different options out there, you know. So, and and finding those things that really help uh, keep it alive, keep it different, you know. Because a lot of people I hear when I talk, they say, "All oh, eat chicken and broccoli, all oh, eat chicken and broccoli." Well, that's boring, and uh, you're going to not survive on that forever because you're going to initially be like, "I can't do that anymore." You're probably just gonna order pizza. So. Um, me finding these different things and, and researching different places like Aldi's and Trader Joe's uh, out here, they have a lot of great healthy options and I'm able to continuously look for them. I'm always trying new things to try to, see, you know, to, to just keep it, keep it different, keep it, keep it interesting so that way I don't fall back into the pitfalls of something easy. Like, oh, I love, I love burritos, at, you know, Filiberto's, so I'm just going to go grab me one of those. So I'm just always trying to evolve and change to make sure that I keep it fresh. No, understood, man. I think that that's fantastic. Okay, time for a quick break to talk about the show's sponsor, which is John Shane's Performance Gains. John is a frequent guest on the program. You know him as the Keto Road, and he's created two products that I use regularly, including the True Endurance Caffeine-Free Pre-Workout. So you, it's a pre-workout you can take in the morning, at night, in the afternoon, and not worry about it affecting your ability to sleep or anything along those lines. And it also has a great boost of energy from ketones. Energize Reds is a recovery drink. It's got super fruit, antioxidants, a boost of electrolytes, and a little bit of matcha tea in there to give you energy and also help you recover from your workouts. It's something you want to take regularly, and I take it daily. So if you are interested in either of these products, use the link in the show notes and our new code, which is Fat Guy, so John will know if you're coming from this show. And if you're looking to support the program and try something new for yourself, this is a great way to get into it. So if you have any questions about these products, you can let me know because I'm using them. But also, go check them out. Link in bio. Use that code FATGUY. Save yourself 5% and support the show. Back to the program. And John, what... Because I, I appreciate everything you've been talking to us about today. Like, what are the, yeah. what are the things that you're focused on, you know, moving forward right now? Like what are, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, 250 being out there or something, but when you think about like your life on a daily basis, like what are those big goals, you know, the smart goals that you're, you have in focus right now? So, like I said, the first, uh, first focus, I would, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm trying to get more to the gym and that's something I'm really, really going to focus on. Um, you know, this next, uh, few weeks and then going into the new year, I really want to go into, uh, January, uh, being effective in the gym. I, I, I not only just want to lose weight, but I want to gain some muscle on top of it. Um, you know, I'm pretty weak actually. Uh, my legs are super strong when you, when you're 480 pounds walking around, you can pretty much max out a leg press easy. And I do that. That's not a problem. 
it's my upper body or whatever. I mean, you don't, I guess you don't gain a lot of muscles lifting a burger to your face. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, uh, working on my upper body, uh, you know, trying to get that right. Um, you know, I go to the gym and I see ladies that are bench pressing more than me and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I am really weak and I need to get better at this. So, um, really working on the upper body, continuing to lift, um, lift heavy, try to lift heavy and, and really gain that muscle mass. Uh, by still trying to cut, cut the weight. And so it's a little bit, uh, a little bit of a challenge, I would say, you know, most guys are either trying to put on weight to build muscle and I'm trying to do the other, do the other way about it. So, um, that's a focus. Um, you know, I, with work and things, I'm a store manager. So I've been, this is my third year going to being a store manager. Uh, I'm still trying to figure that out, uh, you know, to be the best I can, um, you know, for my, my associates and my customers in the community, uh, doing community events and, and trying to you know, raise awareness, you know, out there that we're, we're there to help. You know, the company I work for is very generous when it comes to things, you know, Hurricane Katrina, you know, all these different things that we react to. Um, so I want to try to build a better community uh, out there for my store and and uh, continue to build relationships with the people I have. Uh, one of the things I'm proud of myself is I promote people. I've promoted uh, three people in the past two years to uh, salary, and that's, that's game-changing, right? So when I came to salary... That, that changed the world for me. Um, you know, I was able to get out of the, the rundown place I was living in and, and purchase a house of my own and my, my you know, a vehicle and things of that nature. So really try to help push people to be successful. Uh, the Thrive thing I would talk to you about, I, 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 I work with them. Um, you know, they've reached out to me. I've done a couple of promotional videos for them and I'm trying to get more associates involved in that. Um, a lot of my associates that work for me don't have cars or anything like that. So if they win that money, they should, they would be able to, you know, change their life in a sense as well. Um, you know, I've got a couple people that are trying to quit smoking and different things like that. So everything that can help, you know, with their health and uh, benefits and things like that, that's something that I'm really want to try to focus on this year as well. Um, so a lot of, a lot of different things, um, you know, it's the gym, you know, focus on continue to drive the healthy live in style. Um, you know, my wife is also trying to learn, lose weight as well. So I help her, uh, we, we eat the same, you know, meals and things like that. It's, it's really nice when you actually have somebody that's doing it with you. Um, it makes it a lot easier, right? So you're not having to cook two different meals or anything of that nature. So that's been a, a blessing as well. That's helped keep me motivated and, um, you know, and keep going, you know, so that way that we're not switching out or, you know, doing different things. Nice. Which I think is really important that, cause that idea of supporting a healthy community also supports you in the end, you know, it's like finding ways to engage especially when you've been focused on your own weight loss and you're getting to a point where either, you know, you're, those last pounds are hard to hammer off and then also working on maintenance, like having other, other focuses for that same energy, I think is really, really important. You know, is, is a really important thing to hear. So John, in everything that we've talked about today, is there anything about your journey or what you wanted listeners to hear that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet? Um, no, I think we, we went over a lot. I mean, there's, there's just all kinds of different things that have happened through me throughout my time of, you know, growing up through the weight, uh, you know, which is everything I've trials I went through. I mean, we all, we all know about it, um, you know, as being big guys of how it is the tough in our life, you know, um, you know, one of the things that I would say that 
it's exciting, you know, that I'm excited about, and I'll talk about it. What I, what I, one of the things I'd bring up is kind of what I'm wearing now. So um, when I was at my heaviest, I was wearing a 5XL t-shirt um, and uh, size 60 pants. Um, and at that point, you had to buy everything from like DXL um, and everything that was super expensive. Uh, just a graphic T-shirt's like eighty dollars, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're not great quality, and they're not exactly. You're kind of at that point. You're kind of like, well, do I really need this uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt? Well, it's the only graphic shirt there, and I guess I'll get it. I'd rather have something else, but that's what you would go with. Um, but now, uh, with my weight loss, I've got down to 2XL and then I'm size 42 pants, which now I can walk into a Walmart or any place like that and buy a pair of pants for like $14 versus a pair of pants for 60 to $70, you know, and that's game changing for me. And that's actually one of the things that I get uh, harped on the most for my wife is because I literally go to the stores all the time and I buy shirts and I buy pants. I buy clothes like ridiculous. I have so many shirts. I don't even probably wear half of them, but I have them just because I can, right? So, um, and and I went through and I threw away all my old clothes and uh, things. And so basically that helps drive me too. It's like, hey, I love these clothes I have now and I don't want to pay a bunch of money for these clothes again. So I'm just going to not have them and I'm just going to stay focused on on my goals and, and, and wearing these shirts and these pants that I enjoy um, and not go back. So that, that's one of the things that helps drive me there too, just to maintain that. No, 100% understood, man. I think that's, and, and it's funny because I think sometimes it's the clothes thing, like at some points when people are, are like, I want to, I want better clothes. It's like, you want them to define, you know, make that a more clearly defined goal, but really it comes through that experience, you know, as you get closer to where you want to be under it, it it's not just about the clothes you know it's about access and the cost of the clothes and options and like all of those things being really positive reinforcers of the behavior and really impossible really positive things to focus on you know to keep you where you're at right exactly no understood man understood so john I have really appreciated our time talking today. And you know that I end every episode with five questions I call the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? I am, Gormy. Okay. So question number one, living or dead man, who is your favorite fat guy? So I know the most popular answer is Chris Farley, uh, but I'm not going to go with that. I've thought about this. And my... my, my um, Living or dead, my most favorite fat guy is actually my Uncle Steve. Mm. Um, growing up, he was like my dad. Since I told you earlier, my dad and my mom separated when I was a kid. And he was around and he he, he took me under his wing. He, uh, he hung out with me and spent time with me and, and played video games with me and different stuff like that. And uh, he's going through a lot of health problems right now he's had a couple of heart attacks himself and he's a big guy and he's got diabetes and things like that and i look at i look i look at him too and say man i don't want to be that way but still at the end of the day he's 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 been a big huge uh, part of my life and i love him and and i hope he does better you know and and i'm here for him just in case he needs me um you know to try to change his track but that that's the person I would say is living or dead is my most favorite fat guy. I love it. I love it. That's always one of the answers I want to hear from people. Is yeah. is not a celebrity, but I think our heads go right to celebrities. So yeah. I love I love us talking about the 
the celebrities in our lives, I think is right. really important. So I love hearing that, man. Right. Question number two, what is something about yourself that you love? So what I love about myself is my sense of humor um, and my ability to just talk to anybody. Um, my son has the same thing growing up. Like he, he doesn't care who you are. He will just walk up and he'll be your friend instantly. And I have that same kind of thing. Like I, I, it doesn't matter who you are. I will connect with you. I will talk to you. We'll have a good time. We'll laugh. You know, I, I've always been a life of the party. Um, you know, I like, I like to joke around. I like to crack jokes and I like to just be around people. And I feel people when they're around me feel that as well. I think I feel like when I'm around, I kind of light up the room and I feel that that's something that, that I, I love about myself. And, and I'm so glad I have that. That's awesome. man. Question number three on this journey you've been on, man, what has been the most important new habit you've built? I would say the most important new habit I built is just reading labels. To be honest with you, uh, I was never reading labels when I was big. I I'd just grab it and, and I'd say, "I'm going to eat this." So it's really uh, looking at labels, understanding what's on the label, and and how those will play into my the role of my diet and where I want to be in my weight loss journey. Um, it's it's something that I focus on now and uh, wasn't in the past, and I feel that that really helps me to make good decisions and to really drive me to where I want to be in my goals. Awesome. Question number four, man. And I, what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Um, so I'm um, actually going through a remodel in January. It starts in January and it goes into May. Um, it's very stressful when you go through a remodel. Uh, a lot of things happen at the store and, and a lot of moving parts. And you got to deal with construction and all kinds of different people. I have to hire 25 people to run this remodel. Um, and it's trying to find those people and stuff. Um, so I want to have a good remodel. I want it to be very successful. I want it to my store a grand opening for my community and for the, to bring all the people there. We're going to have a stage and we're going to do all kinds of events and vendors and things like that. And I want it to kick off really well. I want it to go smoothly so that way it, we have grand opening and we're ready to go and we bring those customers in and everyone's excited and the associates are happy. And that's something I really want to focus on. I know it's a lot of stress that I've got coming up and I'm always thinking about it, but I want it to go through really, really good and, I, and, I, and be successful. Nice. I like that, man. And question number five, last official question of the main show, man. What is a message that you would go back in time and give to yourself in those first days of your weight loss journey? I could go back and talk to myself. I would say, hey, man, you know, uh, it's, your life can be so much better. You can improve in everything. You can do everything that you can't do at this moment. Right. So if you want your, your, your life will be so much enjoyable if you just, you know, put down the fork and just work on yourself and, and, and get healthy. Um, it, you, it's going to be amazing what's going to happen to you once you get to where you want, where you want to be. And, and, and now is the time. Don't wait. Start today, bud. That's like part that. of what I would tell myself. Well, there we go, man. John, if people yes, listening to the show do want to connect with you and follow along on your journey, where do they find you? Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, I don't post on there a lot I, I, once in a while, um, but I do check my messages, things like that. That's Big Cat Ninja on 
on Instagram. And then I'm on TikTok, which I do post videos on about my weight loss. I started that TikTok for weight loss. Um, you know, uh, I'm working, I was working hard and a couple people were like, Hey man, tell people what you're doing. Like you might as well put yourself out there. So, um, I try to uh, go on there, uh, as much as I can and that it's just the same thing. It's like big cat, but lose pounds. So big cat loses pounds on TikTok. Um, I follow a lot of people. You had a guest on your uh, show the other day, Mike. Um, I I've been following him his whole journey. He's awesome. Uh, there's a lot of big guys on there that are in a weight loss journey that are, are amazing. And, and I follow him. AJ was on your podcast as well. A lot of great guys. I follow all of them. I talk to them on there. Good community on TikTok. I know you guys are uh, real big on Instagram as well. Uh, with the community, but there's a lot of people out there and they're all friendly and they're all willing to answer any questions or any, even if you think it's stupid, they're willing to help you. And I, and I, and I'm also willing to help too. I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, uh, you know, I'm not a professional. I'm not, you know, anything like that. I'm not saying I'm a dietitian, but Hey, if you, if you want to ask me any questions, reach out to me, I'll, I'll be there for you. I'm always looking for people to talk to. So you know, if you're lonely or you want to talk or you're not even about weight loss, just message me on there and, and we'll let's start rolling. There we go. I will make sure to put that information in the show notes today. John, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you, Gormy. I actually want to, I'll leave off with telling you is that uh, when I found your podcast last year, it, it was at a point where I was at the point I was struggling, you know, right at the end of that before I started changing my weight loss and hearing these other guys' stories and everything and, and your story. And I saw you a video of yours on YouTube. Uh, it was like a brand new me video. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's that same guy. That's crazy. But um, all that kind of stuff, it's really helped me. And I, I, I enjoy it. And I listen to every episode and they drop. And I love hearing other guys' stories and what they're doing. And I, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing, and, I, and I'm and i so happy that you continue to do this, and I appreciate you. I really do, and I want to thank you. Well, thank you, man. You're, you're very welcome for that. I'm glad that you're a part of that experience now, and people are going to be able to hear your story and, and gather that same inspiration from it. So thank you so much. And my conversation with John is not over. We're going to jump over to the Patreon after show once I wrap this up. So if you are not subscribed to the Patreon and you want to hear some more from John, Get yourself subscribed. There's over 50 bonus episodes now on there. So we're, rank it, we're, we're racking them up, and you get access to all of that content when you join the Patreon. So join us over there on Patreon. John, thank you again so much. Like I said, connect with John in the show notes. You can, as always, connect with me in the show notes as well. I'm Gourmet Goes Keto on Instagram and on X. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And then, my friends, even though we're, we're, we're in the the cooler time of the year and there's a lot going on remember to go out there and do something today to amaze yourselves because you're the most amazing people i know then catch us here on the next episode of the fat guy forum mm -hmm.